Good morning, Allison. How are you? Good morning, Linda. I'm good. How are you? How have you been? Pretty good, thanks. Good. Pretty good. So last time we spoke, we talked a little bit about maybe you taking a walk in the woods. Yeah, you literally to- you literally told me to go take a walk. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> did you happen to take my advice by any chance? I did. You know, listen, I always will. I'll always try this stuff out. But uh, I did. I went for that walk, just like you told me to. So when you went for the walk, did you make an effort to connect? Or did you walk with headphones on? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't even have a phone with me, nothing. I just went for a walk. The only thing I wish that I would have had with me is um, some paper and a pen, because I like to write what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I I didn't even have that. That's good because that's that's a distraction actually. Oh, okay. So so what um did you kind of have any what was your experience like? Okay. You so. know was it was it anything you was it like what you would have expected? No, cuz I had no expectation. I had no idea. So this is how it went. <clears throat> so you know me well enough to know that there's at least five different conversations going on in my head while I'm actually talking because I'm, I don't know if it's ADHD or if I just have five, five people in my head with me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I started walking through the woods and most of the beginning of it was me just, um, you know, shaming uh you know, skepticism, right? That's why we are friends. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm walking through and I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. Okay, trees, come on, start talking to me. And all my sort of Irish, stoic, cryptic, dry humor was overwhelmingly loud in my head. Mm-hmm. And so then I told it to shut up. And good job. Thank you very much. Um, I'm not sure it did, but it got quieter. So, um, so I was walking through and I was really trying to get the get nature to tell me something, right? Uh, Give me some revelation, something I'm supposed to know. So I'm walking along by a creek and oh, wait, it's creek in Pittsburgh. It's creek everywhere else. So I'm yeah. walking by a creek, and yes. um, and uh, I saw a tree that had fallen into the creek, and um, it was still alive, but it really shouldn't have been because most of the base was, um, you know, broken away from the roots. Yeah. And I had this big aha moment. Oh, this is my tree. Look, it's still growing. It's had its ass kicked by life. And it's still, you know, it's still here. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, then I started thinking of the Sondheim song from from Broadway. You know, I'm still here. And, and then I told myself not to sing the song. So, um, but... Um, <laughs> And of course, singing is singing is totally appropriate. But. Well, not that song because it's an inappropriate song. But anyway, uh, okay. so, I don't know that one. Sorry. Yeah, it's Sondheim. That's all I have to say. So, um, 
<laughs> so I'm walking and I'm thinking, okay, this is my tree. Um, it's fallen. Life has kicked its ass, but it's being kept alive by um, the branches at least are being kept alive by being in the water. So like, this is my tree, you know, and I'm, I'm standing there and I'm really getting um, how strong I am, what a survivor I am. Um, you know, you, you can beat me, but you can't kill me. Um, all of those things. And I was really proud. And, and again, I'm wanting my piece of paper and my pen so I can write some poetry and prose and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any. <clears throat> and so, of course, all of this took place in about five minutes, because you know me. I, um, you know... I'm Speedy Gonzalez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's me. So I'm like, yay, I got it. Homework done. Got to go. So <laughs> um, I went to turn and walked back to my car. <clears throat> and there was a tree that had been behind me the whole time. And when I turned, um, I took one look at this tree And started to sob. Right. I'm I'm with you, Allison. I'm here with you. And the tree trunk was very thick, very healthy had been there a long, long time. And there were three major thick branches um, coming out of the top of the trunk almost completely together. But in the trunk, <clears throat> right before those three branches took off to the sky there was the most perfect huge hole in the middle of the trunk and I went up to the tree and I was trying to figure out how in God's name this thing even happened because it was in the trunk and it wasn't like a knot that somebody had cut, you know, cut out or anything it was like at some point in time, this trunk that knew where it was going and knew what it was doing had its heart ripped out. But then right above this were these tree branches. And there were three of them. And I have three children. <laughs> and I looked at the tree and I realized that I continue to be here for my children and that they're healthy and they know where they're going because of me because of my love but I am empty 
and I just keep trying to find a reason to be here. Allison, that's incredibly powerful. You know, you're meant to be here, not just for your children, but for your own journey, which is a very powerful journey. And your life really is a testament to tenacity. Yeah. And there's so much more to go that as you're opening yourself to connecting to a higher source of information and knowledge and allowing yourself to be guided forward, I, I believe you'll see that you've come the hardest way of the journey and you're really opening yourself to some divine wisdom. And nature wants to be your guide. Nature is the divine connector. And I'm so happy that you chose to take that walk. Did you, do you feel that it, I hear how emotional it is and I understand why, but I, I would like to know if it was able to create a shift in you or what did you walk away with? Well, I definitely know why I'm a skeptic in the world <clears throat> because I um I would much rather have left the woods with what I got first. I would have liked to watch that other tree <clears throat> finding a way to survive for the benefit of itself and the whole tree, right? But what but you I got left... Them, you got them both. Maybe. You know, one doesn't negate the other. Yeah, maybe. But the second tree just... Uh, I don't... I don't give myself time because I don't see a good purpose, probably. But I don't give myself time to feel. The only thing I'm comfortable feeling is um, wherewithal, um, hard-ass, kick-ass feelings. I don't like to sit there and acknowledge how much shit I've been through and and pat myself on the back for be you know being here. I don't want to cry. I don't want to be sad for my shit. <clears throat> I want to take my shit, dry it out, turn it into brick and make a building and keep going. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to sit there and and feel like what what the hell's the purpose of feeling? There's no purpose of feeling. All I did was get in touch with stuff I already know, get in touch with the fact that I'm still obviously carrying around a lot of uh, tears. But I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't want it. 
And maybe that's why I'm a skeptic, because I know this stuff is real, but I don't know how it's going to serve any... Uh, I don't know how it's going to serve me inside just being um, unstoppable. Do you know what I mean? So, so this brings me to a number of, of questions. Um, and one of them is, I mean, I, I, this is your first entry into allowing yourself to communicate with a source outside of yourself that's not on the human level. Right, and it and you, sucked because I cried. Like, I don't do crying. I do, I don't even survive, Linda. I defeat do you know what I mean? Like, that's who I am. I defeat. I don't want to stand there and get in touch with all the sadness, all the sorrow, all the soft stuff. I want to keep defeating. Do you know? However, those things are still pushed down inside of you because it was necessary for them to come up again. And until you allow them to come up, you can't look at them to defeat them. How can you defeat something that you're shoving down? You can't. That's a good point. And if you continue, I mean, I don't think there's anything more gentle than communicating with nature. Yes, nature has its its wild and, and ravaging side, just like we do as humans. But when you approach it... um as a form of communication between you and the higher source of information, the higher knowledge, the higher stream of uh, blessings and an opening to awareness, it's going to take you on that journey if you allow it to lead you. But you have to be a participant. You know, that's important. You have to be willing to say, okay, I got that one out of the way and I'm going to go back and see what it's going to tell me for the next, the next piece. It's like opening a good book. It's like opening a great book that the first chapter, you know, is going to lead you somewhere. And only you're in, you're in the book. And you have no, you can't manage or control the information that's going to come to you because it's coming through from a different source. So what do you do with people like, what do you do with people like me who read the end of a book before they start the book? Or who read the book and... um, I was always in high school. I was always really good at picking up on symbolism. I was always really good at foreshadowing. So I can read something or talk to somebody or, you know, something along those lines, and I can know where it's going. Right. And, but and, if. And when I was in the woods, when I was in the woods, I thought I knew where I was going. I thought the woods were going to. Um, you know, show me who I am, who I already know I am. And it did 
And then it kicked my, it just kicked my ever loving ass because the whole time it was paying, you know, playing peekaboo with me with the tree that really had something to say to me was waiting for me to turn around, almost go in the opposite direction. So if you look at it from the perspective of free will, okay, you are actually co-writing the book and you know putting yourself there is saying i want more i'm seeking more i'm seeking more what can you tell me um you've put your foot on that path and you also have the capability to write the end of the story and the way that you can do that is through intention so you went into this completely open not knowing what to expect. And you you needed to have an aha moment experience. And that's what happens to people. It's not always, you know, earth shattering. Um, I think in your situation, there's been a lot of years of shoving down so that you could manage and cope. Yeah. And so... You went into this situation completely open so that, you know, this can, it may be nothing. It may be something. Um, and because you didn't have intention other than being open to what the experience might bring to you, that's what you got. You got the first chapter. But if you go back with an intention, and once you put the intention out there, you, you do need to release it. Um, the intention is this is how I would like the story to end. This is how I would like it to end. I'm not sure how we're going to get there, but this is my intention. And now I'm, re- I'm approaching you with an openness again. What's the next step on the journey here? And you will get an answer. And I suspect that the hard part's already over. Other than doing whatever work may be shown to you. Okay? Okay. Does that... Does that... Is that something that you could be comfortable doing? Even though this was such a emotional experience for you, would you be comfortable going back and giving it the opportunity to take you to the second chapter? If you were establishing your intention first. Well, talk about that because <clears throat> because honestly, what do you when I hear you say, you know, establish your intention? I'm already a control freak, so all I hear you saying is that I'm going to control the process before I go back. Well, you have to establish your intention and you know, and then release it. You need to forget about it. So I'm supposed to think of something and then I forget what I thought about. I mean, I'm great with that when it comes to the groceries or, you know, things right. I'm supposed to get done at work. But what? Right. <laughs> yes. And, and you know what? That's a really great analogy, the grocery store, because you make up your list 
And then, you know, you have it to refer to, but as you're going through the store, when you find other bargains or, you know, the, the, that, you know, lobster is on special this week and you never get to buy lobster. So that just showed up. You're pushing the cart through the grocery store and the lobster on sale just happened to show up. And that's exciting to you because you've been wanting to have lobster. And the universe knows that. So, you know, bingo, you just got a bonus. And it's very similar. Okay. I, if I may share an experience that I had, you were talking about all the voices in your head. And I want you to know that that's not uncommon, that we all struggle with it. That's part of being human is that because we are beautiful souls, you know, inhabiting this human vehicle and one of the motor parts of the human vehicle is the human brain and so getting a, an a bit learning how to step away from that a little bit and recognizing becoming starting to recognize ourselves as this beautiful expanded soul that we are that you know and that in itself is a journey but what we're what i'm talking about here and you stepping into the into nature and opening yourself to a communication with nature is actually opening yourself to a pathway that will allow you to recognize your higher beautiful soul that we are all out of touch with because we're not taught to be in touch with that. Um, but to step away from that a minute and get back to an example that I myself experienced, and I say that because I brought that up because I have the busy brain, you know, syndrome, and the Easterns call it monkey brain, and it comes and goes because that's just the reality of it. But once you learn some tips and tools to kind of manage it and put it in a different perspective, you're able to recognize when it's happening and step away from it. And that's a process doesn't happen overnight. Um, and so I... I have a family member that I'm very close with, but we have a communication problem. And I think it's probably because we communicate similarly. Um, but I find it difficult to be heard by this person. And I tend to, they, they shut people off before you get to give them all the data that you're on a subject that you're discussing. And I push to try to get the data out there so that they will then have all the information and understand my where I'm coming from. And it's very frustrating to me. I feel like somebody has their hand over my mouth because I can't, they will not allow me to, you know, go into any detail. So I went to nature and I asked, you know, why, what can you give me, what can you tell me about this situation because I don't want to have this relationship with this person. I want it to be an easy relationship, not always this difficult. Okay. And I too saw, you know, I went to where there was a waterfall and then there was a stream coming down and where the waterfall and the stream met, it made a third stream that went off down to feed the birds and, and so forth. And I thought, oh, it's trying to tell me about merging more closely with this person and you know I assumed that's what it was and I was walking a little bit when I turned around and suddenly for the first time I recognized 
all these massive boulders in the waterfall. <clears throat> and I heard, we go around. The water was talking to me. I go around. I do not try to push these boulders. I flow. I continue to flow because that's my job. I don't have to keep pushing these boulders. It's pointless. They're not going to move. I need to relax and go around. And what I realized in that moment was I need to quit pushing. I don't need to try to convince this person. And I need to let go of that. And that has completely shifted our relationship. It was a major aha for me right. to see that example in nature. So it can be something as simple as that. It's not always going to be earth shattering, and, but you stepped into territory that's unknown for you, which is opening yourself up. And it wasn't another person. So where was the risk? Right? Right. Right. <clears throat> would you would you allow yourself to go back and open yourself to communi- more communication with nature? If you knew it could lead you out of yeah. the const- the constant anxiety that you live in. And that's my observation. Yeah, I don't feel that. I don't feel anxiety. People around me feel anxiety for me because they don't know how I'm doing what I'm doing. But uh, I'm actually not feeling the anxiety. But I will say that I don't... uh, I don't put myself in the picture in anything I do so in other words um, how do I how do I say this better every action I take in life everything I do is to serve a purpose to and I'm not talking about some elevated purpose I'm talking about pay the bills get the kids where they need to be you know uh, in their lives right. you know yeah. what I mean? like like I'm very yeah. um, I don't know if you ever read the book The Giving Tree but I'm pretty much getting yes. there I'm gonna yeah. be that stump so I know I need to change something, which is why I talk to you, because I know I need to change something, because my goal is not to be the stump. Um, well, my, and my question is, do you think that you might allow nature to be a partner with you in helping you get unstuck? Yeah. Or helping you? Yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's... Um, I can't say that I really enjoyed being out there uh, only because I don't like to feel. (laughs) Uh, So that's probably why, you know, it's like when I talk with you, I'm interested, I'm curious, uh, 
about uh, being healthier, like emotionally healthier, right? Because mm-hmm. I either walk around with my dukes up or I walk around for the benefit of others. You know, when I'm in a happy energy place, it's for others. Or I've got the dukes up because you're, you know, in my way. Um, definitely hear what you're saying about the water and the boulder. Uh, um, but I, I don't want to... I don't want to go out in the woods. I don't want to do any more if all it's going to do is get me in touch with all the sadness. I don't have time for that. Uh, And, you know, I see other people who, you know, do all this um, healthy stuff that just seems really preoccupying. And, um, do you you understand what I'm saying? I feel like I'm in my head. I, I want, I, I don't mind learning more. I just want to learn. I don't want to feel. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's it. So I went out wow. in the woods to okay. learn. But yeah. instead of learning, I felt I'm not interested in feeling. I just want to learn. So, right? And I get well, the feeling that I can't do it that way. I, but that's I, what but I want. I, yeah, I don't know that that's realistic. Um, I mean, I, I gather that you've figured out a way to not feel anything, but um, from from my perspective, uh, you know, you're on a soul journey here, and uh, um, there are things that we are meant to accomplish uh, or awaken from, however you want to look at that, and... Um, reflection uh, there well I don't want you know <clears throat> like I, so here I love you dearly you know that right yeah yes um, yes I do and I feel like you kind of look at me like oh my god right like oh this poor thing so no I do not <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I do not my god. I, I do not I just but the, I don't want to spend, I don't, I don't have time to be feeling all the time. But I see people who feel all the time and they seem healthier than me. That pisses me off. Do you know? Okay. So what if you only allowed yourself to feel when you're on allowing yourself? And I'm going to keep using that because that's what it boils down to. Um, allowing yourself to have a certain time set aside where you're going to um, allow whatever experience triggers things to have them come up so that you can release them. Because so you're talking about, pers- you're talking about a faucet. So it's I, possible no, to just, I'm exp- talking about bubbles. I think that it's not a faucet. I think that it can be, Bubbles. I think that that you've spent so much time learning how to manage feeling nothing, uh, so you can push your way through life without feeling that the middle of the road um, has a maybe 
escaped you because you have to allow something in order to be in the middle. And I think that's where balance is. It's just like the human side versus the soul side of our beings. You know, it's difficult to walk in both worlds, but that's really where we need to be as a having as a soul having a human experience. Um, so let me let me just tell you something. And so I'm going to I'm going to veer off here for a second, but trust sure. me, it's I'm still sure. in the conversation. Um, even before life kind of played with me in a really cruel way. Um, even when I had, you know, when I was younger, I had everything. Awesome parents. Um, just really, everything was good. I had everything and I was grateful. Even when I was little, I was very grateful. But, um, I've always come into this world. My, you know, my parents always told me that they always wanted to curl up with me and read me a book. <clears throat> and uh, sorry, I'm slopping all over myself here. But they would, uh, you know, want to curl up and read me a book. And I would take the book and I would say, "I'll read it myself." And I would, I would do it myself. I'll do everything myself. When I watched um, Star Trek, I so totally wanted to marry Spock. Okay, I would look at Captain. <laughs> Kirk. I would, I would look at Captain Kirk, and I was like, okay, so I want Spock with Pex. Okay, that was it. The only benefit, <laughs> the only, only thing I liked about Captain those Kirk. Those ears were the. Those ears were were adorable, <laughs> weren't they? But you know, the only thing I really liked about Captain Kirk's uh, uh, character was that he had fantastic pectoral muscles okay so i knew <laughs> i wanted sort of a a real thinking i was very very attracted very attracted at a young age to um to a, a person who could be with people's emotions and patient with people until they could get over their emotions to get some clarity about you know, actions and stuff, right? So I would look at Spock and I was like, oh, you poor thing, having to just sit there all the time and wait for people to get over themselves and, and then, you know, deal with it, right? Um, but then I really liked Captain Kirk's pectorals. So that's what I really... <laughs> <laughs> so I was clear on what I wanted. But, um, you know, I've always, I've always looked at that. Um, I've always put a value, a very high value on a person who can uh, rise above. That's the way I've actually seen it. Wow. How about okay. That? I've okay. Always, right? I just realized that. I've always uh, put a, a high value and a high intellectual value on someone that I see can rise above emotions to stay above emotions not to be cold, not to be dead, but to just be able to take, be with people with their emotions and then rise above it to learn something and live in sort of a quieter, uh, logical, intellectual world. 
So when okay. I right, <laughs> so when you tell me to go take a walk in the woods, hey, I'm fine with that, as long as I can just stay up at a higher level, right, and learn things, but not get my ass kicked, which is what happened, right? I, I turned around and a tree just friggin' laughed at me while I just turned into a ball of mush. Does that make? Do you understand? So will I go walking again? Yes. But my intention is to never like fall into that pile of mush again. But if I, if I have that as my intention, am I going to learn anything? How can I learn something? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, the example I gave you was not a highly emotional experience for me. Yeah, because you've been, you've, but, okay, so, but you do, you take care of your emotional self, like, every day. I've obviously welled mine up for, you know, decades. So, do you know what I mean? Oh. But, like, you're always, you're, you're always sort of keeping yourself in check and in line, which is what that middle ground is that you're talking about. Like, you've been maintaining it. I, <clears throat> do you know what I mean? So, maybe that's what, what it is. I, I mean, I certainly have my challenges, my emotional challenges. I don't, you know, I wouldn't say I take care of myself every day in that way, but I am, I am in a place of trust, and that has grounded me. What do you mean? So, um, I'm in a place of trust that the Creator has my back, and n- not everybody has gotten to that place yet. Um, and when you step when you get there um, there's a there's just a knowing that everything is going to work out and even if it works out in a way that you're not you would never choose you understand that there is a higher purpose in it you know every cloud has a silver lining well it might not be silver but there's a lesson there you know, so, what's the lesson? What is the lesson in this is always the question. And so maybe by trusting, you can be open to listening because it sounds like that's what you and I have in opposition to each other. Like, it seems like you listen and I tell. Um, okay. <laughs> Do you know what okay. I mean? Like, the, the fact that you said you, you trust your, you do, you trust that... The creator that you trust I, I something trust that else. There's a higher right. I trust that there's a higher source. Okay, and maybe it comes down to that question for you: Do you trust that there's a higher source, or are you the be all end all of wisdom in the universe? And if you if you are if you aren't, then you should not only be listening to yourself. Yeah, I I am with you. I definitely have a, a high level of trust, a high level of faith. But I've always told people that for me, I relate to um, in the Old Testament, uh, um, David, in the Bible. I've always always related to him. Like he had trust, but it was always sort of fleeting and wavering, and. Um, it was like he wanted to trust, but uh, he was more comfortable being on the battlefield, making sure that he won. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah. when he, you know, if you if you read the Psalms, <coughs> it's like 
it's a hot mess. It's a well, it's a crazy relationship, <laughs> and that's kind of what I feel like I have with just. I want to trust life and I want to be kumbaya and all happy and hug a tree. Well, but I, yeah. I, I just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing in my brain that says that that's logical or that I can fall back on that. Uh, well, there, but it isn't all kumbaya. I mean, that that's an illusion too, you know. Um, it's a journey and it's a process. And um, finding your way through it, I mean, you can, we can make it easier on ourselves by... Um, allowing things to show up and then just you know li- dealing with them I think that's what living in the moment really is about when something shows up um, you know to when you have a day one day today for example you know being finding things to be grateful for and experiencing that emotion and maybe that's it maybe it's that simple is to allow those kinds of emotions to rise up so that they begin to override the other emotions, which can over time dissolve. If you're feeling joyful and grateful for the good things, then, you know, it might shift your own internal perspective. But I think, you know, getting to a place of wanting that to happen is probably also the bigger, a bigger um, question. You know, your intention yeah. is, if you really, if you want things to improve, then it's going to improve when you step outside the box. So I'm because kind the, of, I'm at the place now where it's kind of like, a, I want to want to. I'm not even at the place okay. of wanting to. I'm at the place of wanting to wanting to. Okay, that's a great place to be. That's Is it really because it feels really shitty? So no, it's a, a great place because the minute you say that, you set that, and you feel that, and you believe that, then kind of the universe takes over. Uh, you know, and again, I'm going to go back to personal experience if I may, because it it really kind of nails that. But I, after my divorce, had been trying to release some of the things that I kept reliving. I was forgiving. I spent a lot of time working on forgiveness and um, also releasing things that I thought I could have, should have, would have, you know, that sort of thing that we all do. And at, at one point I was waiting for clients to come and I had a break and I heard my guide say to me, you know, lay down on the table and put the stones, because I work with the chakra stones, put the stones on yourself and take a rest. And I, you know, I, I, and I knew that I had been thinking about this issue because every time I would think about it, it would just churn at me in the middle of my, above my solar plexus, into my heart. It would just churn away. And I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to get rid of that emotion. I wanted, and I felt, and it was attached to, if I've forgiven, why am I still feeling this? And so anyway, I said, okay, I have an hour, whatever, 45 minutes. So I laid down on the table, put the stones on myself in the appropriate locations. And it was like somebody drugged me. I went to sleep in the deepest sleep I think I've I maybe ever had. And all of a sudden, then I woke up. And I'd been sleeping for, a, you know, a per- quite a period of time. But it felt like I got drugged, really. And when I woke up, I, w- I thought, oh, no, you know, I just, oh, I, 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 I lost, I wasted all that time. 
because I could have been working with this. They told me to lay down and put the stones on and I could have worked. And instead I went into this deep sleep and I just wasted all the time. So I went to sit up, took the stone off my forehead, off my throat chakra. And as I go to sit up, the stone that was over my heart had blown into three pieces. Had blown. It was a bigger rock. It had blown into three pieces. It was green calcite, in case anybody's curious about that. And after that, when I stood up, I was, first of all, totally taken back that that had happened. I've never seen anything like that happen. And within a couple of hours, I found myself reflecting back on the situation that the minute I had all would think of it prior, it, 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 it was a deep churning disturbance. And it was so vaguely there, I couldn't even tap into it. And the next day I reflected on it again and I felt nothing. It was like blank. It was like it never existed. Like that moment never happened. It was gone and I haven't sensed it since or anything about it since. So, you know, stones are part of nature. My intention was I'm working on this and it's not happening. And I really want to get rid of it. And that's when I... I, I heard in my head the instruction to lay down and put the stones on me. So I followed that intention because whenever, or that, you know, that instruction, because when you follow through, your intuition then begins to expand more. You're allowing and it's beginning to communicate because the universe communicates in energy. It doesn't communicate in words. It's energetic. So, you know, I was given, and, and what I found is if you have that intention, I have since used that opportunity for other things where I want to forgive this person for this experience. I want the ties to be cut between us, you know, from long ago. I want that to be gone. And I don't feel the forgiveness. I want to. And I have found that by wanting, that's all that needs to happen that that basically is the same kind of energy and it then will snowball and work on your behalf to cl help you clear so you're in the perfect spot and actually it's it, it makes sense you know when a person has a lot of deep emotion around something and they and they want to get rid of it but they just can't because they've held it in for so long or it was so such a deep wound um Sitting down and setting the intention that you at least want to get to that place. The universe takes over at that point and the ball starts rolling. So I think you're actually where you need to be. And if you would allow yourself to revisit nature, allow you to have a, an area or a tree or a location that speaks to you, that you walk to that area and ask it permission to work with you. And then... Just put your question out there and see if anything happens or not. Um, you can get there and set the intention. I don't want this to be a painful experience. I just want the information. Okay. I can do that. Okay. So that's my homework now is I've got to go. Can I smoke a cigarette while I'm standing there with nature or is that a bit? I'm joking. Probably joking, not a joking, good idea. Joking. No, so. no, no. <laughs> I would definitely not. I would not advise that. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, 
no, I'm joking. But uh, so that's your homework assignment for me now. Yeah, I really would advise you to make another trip. Okay. And take the notebook, but keep it in the car so that you know that when you're done with your walk, um, that you're you're going to go and you can go and write it down before you forget it or what have you. Yeah. And the other thing is to um, not just go with a question in your mind, but really you want to start utilizing your senses. We have 54 of them, and present-day man is using five and a half. So what you want to do is ramp up the sense that is the easiest for us to begin expanding, and that's your hearing. Okay. And to really connect with nature through the auditory senses first um, and sit with it for 10 minutes like that. You know, before you go in and start, okay, this is what I want to accomplish. I want to achieve. I want to connect. I want to, you know, you need to open that doorway by connecting energetically first. Okay. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. I'll try. Uh, actually, I hate that phrase. I'm going to actually take that back. I don't try because what you get from trying is trying. I'm going to go out somewhere and sit and just listen. That's what mm-hmm. my homework is. Yep. Okay. That would be the best way to start. Okay. And it's the best way to enter nature anytime, regardless of what you're you know, whether you're there to just relax and walk or whether you're there to ask a question and have a communication, uh, to put everything else aside. And, you know, that's another way to turn off the busy brain is to ramp up your hearing. I love my busy brain, though, but that's another time. I love my busy brain. I It's... <laughs> <laughs> I I may may not shut that off. I love it. It's it's a it's a fast brain. It's not like a squirrel brain. It's just like I don't know. I'm a list person. Maybe that's how I block everything. That's probably what you're thinking right now. Is well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm only thinking that you know if the vessel is filled up, there's no more room for anything to be poured into it. Ah, uh, okay. So. So to shut down, so to shut down that listening to me, I can listen to my, that sense. Yes. Okay. You can listen to what might come through to you. Okay. And, and, And it's, you know, that's not an easy challenge to take, but like I said, your hearing is a tool that we can utilize. Our hearing is a tool we can utilize. Um, it's one of those senses that, we're very in touch with and so you know really turning it up ramping it up um in connection with nature can can help you know can really help tremendously to get those little quiet spaces i'm I'm not saying that's going to shut your busy brain down you know for five minutes straight because that's not possible but in those little moments you know that that's where the allowing happens. Okay. All right. I'll go ahead and do it. I love you. You know that. 
I will I, go out I love and you I too, Allison. I'll sit and listen. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know what? I, I know that, I mean, part of me wants to say, I'm so sorry that happened to you. But the other part of me is, no, this is, this was good. This was powerful. This was, this was magical. This was magic. This is where you tapped into the magic. Yeah. And there is magic in, in life. And there is magic in communication with the divine stream and it's not about just asking for things which right. is you know what happens when we do rote repetitious words that don't come from our soul they come from our brain right. um really making a personal connection is what what it's all about okay all right. All right. And that's why we're here. So okay. there's no point in sidestepping it anymore, you know? Yeah, I guess not. You want solutions? That's where they'll come, honestly. Right. Well, I'm, I'm excited to hear that you had this. And yes, I, I do feel compassion for what your experience has been and all of your experiences have been. I feel great compassion. And I, and I you know, I support you and I... I send you big hugs anytime you need them. So. Okay. All right. I'll let you know how it goes, okay? Okay, I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> I really, I, I can't wait to hear this one. Okay. It should be good. It should be, it should be wonderful. No pun intended. You can't uh, wait to hear this one? Really, Linda? Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. That was very sad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in a good way. In a very good way, Allison. All right. It's, uh, it's time for some good magic. Yes, it is. Thanks. All right. Thank All right. you. Sure. Bye. Thanks for talking today. Sure. Communicating from your heart. I appreciate that so much. Absolutely. All yeah. right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Be well. Bye. Bye.